0: Welcome back to the Meditation Circle. Uh, As you know, we are working through Reverend Ike's Secrets for Health, Joy, and Prosperity for You, a Science of Living study guide. And uh, I'm just so happy that you could join us here. I'm just going to turn off these notifications. (laughs) Now uh, everyone is safely here, and uh, then we can proceed without any interruptions fantastic and uh, and so in Reverend Ike's book we are in chapter 13 and uh, and that is the chapter that is about are you a son of God or a son of a gun and uh, the title uh, that I added uh, when I sent up a notification is will the real Jesus please stand up <laughs> There are so many ideas about um, this concept of the Savior, of the Messiah, um, of, of the one who is the Redeemer. And in, uh, certainly in the Christian uh, belief system, um, with the translations of translations and the anglicization of the, of the original Hebrew and Aramaic, um the person's name is Jesus spelled with a J but we know that J is a very very new <laughs> um, to the language um, but that the Hebrew it, it was more of a, of a Y sound um, and that certainly his name was Yeshua um, which which is uh, that means uh, Ye- Yehovah 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 uh, saves so, it's the redemption of of the individual and so of course we know that many things have been anthropomorphized so that um, people of an earlier time who who lived their lives um, you know tending the fields and fishing and everything was about um, about growth and just basic survival um, certain things had to be um, placed into the understanding of the mind, so that those people of that level could could get um, very lofty and metaphysical concepts. And, and that's my perspective of it. But we are here working with Reverend Ike's book, and so uh, I just want to jump into that. Um, and then as we move along, we're going to to get into and uh, open up for discussion about these ideas of, of what a Redeemer is and and being saved uh, is all about and uh, and yeah I I'm so grateful that I have Daniel here with us uh, Daniel you are just always so welcome and I just can't wait to hear your thoughts and your ideas about this concept that we're working with today yeah and so I'm going to go ahead and share the screen so that everyone uh, can read the uh, Reverend Ike's book. Uh, with us as we go along. Divine Sonship is the one relationship which each person has with God. When you believe in your Divine Sonship, when you believe that you are a child of God, when you know it, in the words of the Gospel, you will have everlasting life, the livingness of God. And I love the way the Reverend put it. You know, he... (laughs) He broke it down so basically, and uh, and you know, with his with his wonderful way of repeating things, so that you can really hook it into the mind. Um, you can see it. You can feel it. You know. Um, I love how he put this. You know that, that each and every one of us is is a part of is um, is, is given this oneness with God um, just like every other chapter before the main thing here is to recognize your true identity that you are not separate from God that you're one and uh, and and that means that we're all one you know we're one with with everyone in the human family and, uh, and so I love I love this so I'll I'll go ahead and continue. Uh, And I I and my Father are one. It was not Jesus' purpose to say to us, hey, look at me. I am the Son of God. I am God's only child. God never had a child before I came. And God will never have another child. (laughs) Jesus never said any such thing. However, Jesus was continuously saying, And it's in the Bible. I and my Father are one. John 1030. And so everything that Jesus said about himself is the truth of you. You came to show us, rather, he came to show us what divine sonship is like. He came to show us what it means to be God's son, to be God's child. He came to demonstrate our divine sonship to us. The only begotten Son of God is the one relationship with everyone has with God. But it's not enough for Jesus to demonstrate divine sonship. It is the possibility and the responsibility Of every person to come to the realization of his own divine sonship just as Jesus did and to demonstrate that divine sonship in this way believing that you are the son of God saves you or delivers you from the experience of being a son of a gun whatever you believe about yourself seals your destiny Whatever you believe about yourself seals your destiny. Whatever you believe about yourself brings you success or failure. Whatever you believe about yourself saves or sinks you. Ask yourself this question. What do I believe about myself? And most people give external causes or powers over them, and and they say, well, I don't succeed because of this, because of that, because of him, or because of her, but only one thing saves or sinks you, brings you success or failure, and that is what you believe about yourself. What you believe about yourself brings you salvation or damnation. What you believe about yourself creates heaven or hell. If you know God as your Father, then immediately this puts you in line to receive all of the goodness, all of the riches, and all of the blessings of God. This is pure self-image psychology. And that is really what the Bible is all about. It's really what Jesus is about. Jesus came to show each person who he is in God and who God is in him. Jesus didn't come to show you that he was God's son and the only son of God. Jesus came to show you that you too are God's child. Jesus came to show you that you too are one with the Father. You're not a son of a gun. You're son of God. Notice these words of scripture. If you believe not that I am he, you will die in your sins. John 8 24. This means if you do not believe in your divinity, you will suffer in the false sense of human self. If you do not believe that you are God's child, then you put yourself in the hands of negativity. But if you know God as your Father, then immediately this puts you in line to receive all of the goodness, all of the riches, and all of the blessings of God. Because you will never receive all the good that belongs to you until you confess your divine Sonship. This is the highest and truest meaning of confessing Christ as the Christians put it. A son of a gun is a slang indicating one who does not know his divine parentage or one of mean parentage. (laughs) Should I go on? Go ahead. The prodigal son. Remember what happened to the prodigal son? He left his father's house but he was still his father's son. What this really means is that he left the consciousness of the Father. In his mistaken belief he separated himself in consciousness from the Father. And the only way that you can ever be separated from God is in mistaken belief. When we forget who when, when he forgot who he was and went into the far country, he suffered like a son of a gun, didn't he? He caught hell. Here again, forgetting who you are, forgetting your divine self, forgetting your divine sonship is the only thing that causes mankind to catch hell. Only one thing saves you or sinks you, Brings you success or failure and that is what you believe about yourself Hmm. The Bible tells us that the prodigal son came to himself and when he came to himself He returned to his father and his father accepted him joyfully You should be able to look through all of that right there and see what is happening When he came to himself, he went to his father and his father said, this is my son and immediately ordered all of the riches of life to be conferred upon his son. You see, he was always his father's son. The relationship between the father and the son never changed. The father waited with outstretched arms, and when his son returned he said, "Bring for him the best robe and put it on him." Luke 15:22. The prodigal son returned to his father. he awoke in consciousness to see his true relationship with the Father. Your relationship with the Father never changes. You are always and will always be a child of God. The best robe belongs to you, a child of God. Call in the musicians, let's rejoice because you know your own identity. I love it. (laughs) That there made it crystal clear you know, it pulls away a lot of the the negativity that has been, um, I believe, mistakenly woven into the scriptures, especially um, these ideas about, you know, about not being, you know, connected with God or somehow being ostracized because you've sinned and you've done wrong. And so you're forever damned. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like that is... Coming from a mistranslation and probably an ignorance of, of the immutable laws of truth, you know that these allegories are really expressing. Now, certainly, I don't know, you know, if there there ever was a man who walked on the earth whose name was Jesus, you know, or at least in this context, I don't know if he was um, maybe a composite person. I don't know, but he certainly. Uh, the, the person who was here to demonstrate what was possible for us because he is expressing the fact of his of his have oneness with God the recognition that God is always working in us through us and as us and and this is the truth for all of us you know and 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 it seems like our work is in consciousness is to develop the christ consciousness this consciousness that that this individual had and brought here to show us to teach us and also to let us know that we will one day embody this Um, but you know oftentimes things are taken so literally and things are are lost in translation. Um, that some of this can can create pain and a lot of stress in a lot of people because they feel like they can never live up to that. You know, or there, there's such shame and such sadness about someone dying for your sins um, that you can't recover from that. And I and I think that that that's a shame. You know, because there's a misunderstanding here. There's there's definitely a, a disconnect there. Um, I know that in in um, on my YouTube channel, I have a couple of uh, videos that that speak to this idea. Uh, one of them is uh, the secret of the K R S T Christ consciousness, um, and then another one is the pruning shears technique. Those two videos. Really go into this divine sonship, and it speaks to to our human abilities to be our own saviors through our consciousness, and uh, and that's one of the things that I've really focused deeply on in my Beyond Hypnosis um, practice is the recognition that the grief, the pain, and the suffering—you know—the the lack of self-esteem the the shame uh, all of those things can be healed we don't have to have someone come and save us Um, we can we can redeem ourselves once we step up to our christhood our christ consciousness because the redemption is right there for us by shifting our consciousness by shifting the belief in what's possible for us. And, uh, and the meditation that we're going to work on today is going to be employing that pruning shears technique uh, that helps us to really see clearly uh, that our answers are already right there in whatever we're perceiving our problems to be. Yeah. And so, quotes to remember, uh, divine sonship, is the one relationship with every man has with God. You have the same Father as Jesus Christ. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. Strong beliefs win strong men, and then make them stronger. That's a new one there, Walter um, Beghat. But before we go into uh, our meditation and uh, probably a little bit of a discussion that I wanted to share about the Hebrew language, I just want to check in with you, Daniel, to see if you um, had any anything that came up for you um, about the uh, the chapter that we moved through and some of your experiences.
1: Definitely totally agree, and um, especially the allegory of the prodigal son, this idea that that god however you choose to sort of interpret this but like divinity and divine truth is always there you just need to access it right and it becomes easy i can say certainly my own experience to go astray right to start believing uh non-truths right to start to uh, to, to go back to these old patterns it can be it can be very easy because it's meant to be easy right and i just think it's it's a phenomenal reminder that you know the truth is absolutely everlasting the truth is immutable and i think that that's just a, a really appropriate allegory <laughs> prodigal son and i think it, you know it's important for just like you said at the outset it's important for us to remember that these writings one are are not original right they're not entirely accurate um i do believe that that there are um maybe not errors you know i do believe that you know a lot of the content especially just like you said the content that is meant to make you fearful right? Whether it's fear of sin, whether it's fear of hell, whether it is uh, a fear of desolation, uh, of penury, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, Those, those, that content, you know, those elements um, and those narratives uh, are a kind of distortion. So it's always important to remember that uh, the truth is the truth. And those principles are immutable, right, so I, I also love it,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, and I, and that immutable, you know, that, that it doesn't matter what you've done, and where you go astray, if you will, Mm -hmm. you know, this, this is all a process of learning, and experiencing, and exploration, you know, finding out who you are in God, it's, You know, very young children have to go and test the waters. Mm -hmm. You know, as soon as they develop any sense of autonomy, um, they want to venture away from their parents as far as they can, (laughs) you know, to see how good that feels. That I, you know, I can do this on my own. I I can go over here, you know? And and that is growth and development. Otherwise, if if a child doesn't have an opportunity like the prodigal son, He's never going to know that he has the wherewithal. He, he's never going to know his, his own divinity or his ability to manage his own life, you know, to, to make good decisions.
1: You know, it's, it's, it's so interesting that um, we, we kind of like look at, I guess you could say uh, sin or we, we sort of look at those choices that we make in our lives which are not fruitful um, and which are, you know, they can be harmful. Maybe they harm us, maybe they harm others or both.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, sometimes we could use this idea that God is always there and forgiveness is always available and accessible. We can often flip it around and, and sort of say to ourselves, well, you know, I might have committed, quote unquote, a sin, or I might have done something that, that caused harm, but I'm absolved because, you know, I'm a child of God and, um, you know, God forgives me and, and God always welcomes me back. And I think that's also a little bit dangerous. It's important to know that when you when you subscribe to a truth, right, that truth has to resonate at all times. It has to be... That's something that you need to remind yourself of and be in accord with at all times. So, you know, it can go both ways. You can have people who become so ashamed and so afraid and so feel so guilty uh, because of what they do. And then you can have other folks who um, refuse to feel any of that because they feel that no matter what, they will be forgiven. So I think that there is a higher path. Definitely. And, yeah, and, and that higher path uh does not involve you kind of um weighing out the uh you know the positives and the negatives. It's it's really just about opening yourself to that divine guidance. Mm-hmm. Right? And and uh of course with discernment because you know just like with the example of a person who commits harms or allows harms to happen and then absolves themselves. Um, if you don't have discernment, you, you can get into trouble or you can create trouble. So you need to know what that divinity is. And just like you said, uh, we have to learn that.
0: <laughs> we, we do, yeah. Right? And you know, one thing about it, Daniel, and, and I'm hoping I'm not cutting you off, but, but uh, um, you triggered a thought in me. Um, that, that, that whole thing of, oh, okay, I, I'm always gonna be forgiven so I can just do what I want. Uh, it's like, you never get away with it. You, you never do. You know, it might appear that people get away with things, but no one gets away with anything because wherever, wherever you go, that's where you are. And you are going to, um, you know, incur the karma of, of what you create. It is going to hit you in the face, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and and that's where that learning comes in. Some people it might take a little while to learn that, um, but but it's always going to hit you in the face, and and we do have to keep in mind that, that everyone is on this journey. That even the people that we that we might term quote unquote a victim of someone else's behavior um, they're not victims they're also responsible for their consciousness Mm -hmm. and what they do attract to themselves you see they're also learning and and it's uh you know we we do want to to be our brother's keeper if you will we want to have compassion and be careful how we, we wield our creative power and energy. Um, but we have to recognize that everybody is also on this path of learning and everyone is learning discernment. There are, there are those who, who believe themselves to be victims. Well, guess what? That, that's what they're going to experience. They're going to attract the people who desire to be victimizers. And this is, there's just, there's no waste, you know, everything, everything is going to, um, call forth, you know, what it desires and, and the desire may not be what you want, but it's what you are calling for in consciousness because it's what you believe. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And, uh, and so we, we're all learning, we're all getting it, you know, some, some, it might take a little longer, (laughs) But, but part of the beauty of it is, is that we get to support the higher, the higher consciousness, the higher vibration in one another, not just build it up for ourselves, but also support it in others. You know, when we see others who are um, using this power wastefully, you know, using it in a. In, in a darker way or a way that is not productive or conducive of life um, we can certainly send energy you know to, to build up any light that's within them to support that um, rather than the condemn, condemnation of, of judgment of what they're doing wrong because when we're doing that we're, we're calling up the other we're feeding that that other negative aspect that's there as well. And we, you know, we, we learn to do that for ourselves and for other people when we're looking out in the world. But uh, but yeah, those people who believe <laughs> that they're gonna get away with it and they're always gonna be, no, they're going they're going to deal with whatever it is that they are putting out there. It's gonna hit them in the face and eventually they'll wake up.
1: i have a remark and then a question Mm -hmm. so the idea of the idea of the path that you tread right Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. like you said we're all on a journey Mm -hmm. so you know imagine now that individual or those individuals who like you said they think they can get away with it my thought now uh, is the following that how you choose to tread right so the consciousness that you harbor and uh the conduct that that you display right mm-hmm. your actions all of that in aggregate how that is in this realm in this moment in this state of consciousness isn't separate or you know it can't be separated from what you may experience once you exit this consciousness right. and this realm mm-hmm. so that leads to my question um do you think because you know this idea of karma do you believe that this karma so karma to me just means product it's, it's it's creation it's what we're putting out there it's what we're creating right energetically um behaviorally right but that to me is karma i don't know that i believe that it's necessarily like you know retaliation or retribution or um you know uh like a boomerang effect or something like that but um do you believe that that karma, right, that product of ours, of our, of our consciousness, do you believe that that uh, affects uh, or informs uh, the next leg of the journey? Whatever you think that is.
0: I do. I can do. Can you explain? And, and, the, and, and my rationale in that, or something that I can, can kind of compare it with. Mm-hmm. is that it's cumulative, right? It, it's, it's like coursework. I mean, you go from first grade to second grade, to fourth grade, and everything that you learn, you know, in the previous step is a building block for the next step.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you see that? And that's what I... That's how I I perceive it, and that's my understanding of it. it. It's it's all building, and and if you if you miss one, if you miss one step, or if you miss a component, like if you miss a, a basic um building block of algebra, you're not going to be able to be successful in calculus because you miss something. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to go back and experience that and get it.
1: Mm nailed it with that one yeah
0: yeah you see <laughs>
1: <laughs> right or like you know um the example that you gave is absolutely immense right and it's like well the the question that we have to ask ourselves then is what are we building towards right what are we and that goes back to all of the previous chapters from uh <laughs> Re- reverend Ipe, right like right. vision vision intention uh, is your intention to um well, by our modern, quote-unquote, scientific psychological standards, repeating the same thing over and over and over again, and expecting, you know, like let's say you're repeatedly creating issues for yourself, but then expecting that once this life span is over and done with, you're somehow going to be rewarded. I mean it. It's, it's, it's rather uh, weird, right? Like there, that, your, your vision is not in line with, you know, let's say the vision is quote unquote heaven. Your vision doesn't seem to be congruous with what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: So, so if, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're like, what's the purpose of it all?
1: no 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 what i'm saying is like i totally agree with what you said like Uh uh if if the vision is heaven or if the vision is growth uh ascent whatever you want to call it it's to me it kind of more or less means the same thing yeah um Yeah. yeah the livingness of god right like if that's the intention uh then how you are how you choose to be must be congruous with that it's it's it goes back to everything that reverend i said uh in the previous chapters right if you're if you want money but you think money is like you know filthy or you know uh at the root of all evil or you know some some cliched sort of um uh, some you know some sort of adage that that uh, persists but is very um deceptive then how will you possibly get the money
0: (laughs) exactly that's (laughs) it. that's it and and the whole goal i mean that's i think that's why that the christ was put in front of us you know, he, he was put there as an example of. See, this this is the model. You know, this this person really got it, right? Mm-hmm. They understood how it worked and who they were in God. He, they were performing miracles, right? Healing the sick. You see, they were doing. A, they were they were controlling the weather, <laughs> right? you know, as, as part of the story to explain, you know, that aspect that when you get to that place where you are vibing, mm. you know, in, in that right spot, then you're able to move mountains. And so if, if you notice that when you are in that space, I think you mentioned it, I don't know if it was last week or the week before that, when you were living in a place that all was well and you saw only the good right that's what you experienced
2: yes
0: (laughs) you know it's like where are you hanging out wherever you're hanging out that's where you're going to be boom (laughs) and that you have the power to change that if you want it to be different you know, and, and there was there's something that that's really poignant here that I that I uh, I looked up, and it's also referenced in my YouTube videos that I spoke about the secret of the Christ consciousness, and also the um, the pruning shears technique, where it's speaking to Hebrew, and, and as as we know, Hebrew is a very different type of language. It's it's almost a magical language.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, pictograms, you know the the. The, the markings that are the alphabet. They are images that represent things and they and they have power somehow. Yes. Right? And so this is the original language that that these scriptures were written in. And so and so just, just wanted to share a little something about, you know, the, the name of God. You know, it's Jehovah or it's Jehovah or however you want to say it. Yehovah, or Yehoah, however pronounced, yeah, there's so many different, because we just don't know, you know, there are no, there are no vowels there for you, there's some that are inferred, but it's it's really interesting to study it, Um, but, but in it, there's, there's like a hand, you know, there's teeth, there's flames, there's nails, you know, that are represented in this language. And so like in the, in the, the first letter with the, the Yod or the Jod in, in the name of, of Jehovah, um, it's the hand. It's the 10th letter of the alphabet. And what does the hand do? Because we're speaking to the, the nature of a thing. <laughs> Whenever we're, we're speaking of a name or we're identifying something, we're speaking to the nature of, of the thing, what it does. So a hand, a hand forms things, right? It fashions things. It molds things. It, it's like it's it's like a potter that forms clay, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we think about it, it's 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 speaking of the the forming of something. It's 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 going through the process of making things. And so the way that they're describing it here, it's talking about how the jode identifies the unconditioned awareness of the maker. But here you are, you're the, you're the maker of your life. You know, and you you being a child of God, you're mimicking what God does. God makes things. He's the creator, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, but before you start to create anything, you're just aware of being. Mm. Before you, before you make a decision of, okay, what is this that I want to be or to create? I'm just aware of being. Unconditioned awareness before it's conditioned into anything. Right?
1: The I am presence.
0: Yeah. I, I'm just here. Mm-hmm. I'm not anything in particular. And, and then there's the next letter, which is the hey Right? And it's the fifth letter. And it represents a window. And this window is the house that the eye looks out of. It looks through. It's really interesting. And, and this, this that I'm, I'm looking at, these are some notes that I took from, from the writings of Neville Goddard. You know, just identifying. He studied Hebrew, you know, for I think five years from some guy named, some Ethiopian Jew named uh, Abdullah and so, or so the story goes but, but if you look at these letters if you like I have a whole sheet of them where the, the alphabet is laid out and you can look at them they are these pictograms of images you know, you know so, the, so then the hay is, is the window the vowel, which is the third letter in the name of Jehovah is the sixth letter in the alphabet and it's represented by a nail what does a nail do? A nail binds something. It binds two things together, right? And then again, the next letter, the fourth letter, is the hay again. And this is another one that, that makes a second window. And then we, we look at how, and it's really complex, you know, but, but it gives us an idea of how creation happens and how we do it in our own lives. You know, first we're aware of being, right? And then we're aware of something. And then we become aware of being that thing that we are aware of. And that's how we create, Can you kind of feel how that is? That there's... Yeah. This, it's it's unconditioned. And then we see what we want to condition it as, right? And then we become aware of being it. And then there we are. We, we have this experience in our lives. Mm. You know... I, the,
1: I wonder our, if, if that, those are our origins.
0: You see? Like, you, see? Like,
1: you know pre human birth consciousness Mm
0: -hmm. in the invisible right yeah Unform, you were unformless you didn't have a form but you became aware of something that you wanted to be right and then you became aware of being that and then Mm. all of a sudden you were that (laughs) all through consciousness
1: and this is from Yahweh.
0: Yeah, this this comes from from the, the name of God, Yahweh.
1: Oh
2: wow!
0: Yod hey vav hey, yeah.
2: Wow, wow, wow! This That's
0: mind blowing, and and I'll send you the link, and I'll also I'll post the link to this in um in the, the Patreon where I put the archives up, so you can wow, check wow. it out. That's yeah,
1: a, yeah, that isn't I didn't know that actually. So yeah, like you you definitely.
0: Mm. okay and it, and it goes deeper okay because now yeah. we're talking about his son right the son of yahweh yeah now his name was it wasn't jesus jesus came i think it came from latin and then it evolved into hail zeus kind of <laughs> interesting
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: right right And so, yeah, but, but supposedly the, the individual's name was Yeshua, Joshua, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you look in the Hebrew and the way it's spelled, it's spelled exactly as Yahweh. However, in it, it has an additional letter, the letter Shin
2: Mm.
0: and Shin is a flame. Or a tooth in in some circles. And what does a flame or a tooth do? It consumes. Mm. It breaks things up, right? Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) I knew you would get this. (laughs) Yeah, you see. Breaks things up,
1: breaks things down.
0: Uh-huh. So the father creates, right? Yep. The, The father, the... The father in us is our consciousness, our unconditioned consciousness that we form into things that we want to experience through what we believe, what we're perceiving, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We create there. But then that savior, that son, who's the redeemer, comes in and redeems us by consuming that which we created Maybe we created in, in ignorance and we no longer want it to be anymore. Mm. And that's where the the savior comes in. Can you feel that? Mm. That here in the midst of this creation, you can become redeemed from what you miscreated, and you mm. no longer want to be a part of your life. Say you somehow you attracted the frequency or the belief that you are unworthy, right? Mm. And your whole life is, is demonstrating this. And you've, you've begun to look at this and recognize, oh, wait a minute, no. I actually am worthy. I want to change that. And so in comes Yeshua Yehovah with Shin, the tooth, the flame, to interrupt your creation, your miscreation, right? Mm. And there's your savior that's saving you from your miscreation. All in the Hebrew. Mm. Mm. <laughs> this
1: this raises way more way more questions than answers. But I'm so yeah. so glad you brought it up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna get me thinking
0: and and do you see where this could be you know if you're if you're just speaking from a very you know grounded um non-conscious everything's very physical you, you could see it as oh there, there's somebody who's going to fly in and scoop you up and save you <laughs> right
1: well yeah yeah that's... yeah
0: and it, it could it can do that And certainly, I don't know, there might be somebody coming to come and save us. I don't know. But I Mm. do know that we've been given, we've been given this ability to save ourselves Mm -hmm. by developing this higher consciousness.
1: One thing that I know for certain Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is that you can't, I mean, this is my belief. (laughs) I'm not Mm -hmm. saying this is an absolute Right, right. But, uh, you know, just, I want to speak exactly in the terms that, that you brought up. Yes. Ma- materially, materially, <laughs>
0: Yes.
1: you can never ascend.
0: Right, right. Uh,
1: no offense to anybody who believes in NASA's rocket ships, but that's not going to get you <laughs> all the way there, right? But just like <laughs> you said, and it, this, this is a, an absolute belief of mine, just like you said, Mm -hmm. your consciousness right the the creative source Mm -hmm. your consciousness would that is that is your most powerful instrument you've said this yourself Mm -hmm. the mind Mm -hmm. right consciousness being filtered through your mind get your mind right, right get it
0: right when
1: your mind is right that is what will take you to wherever you want to be in the cosmos
0: that's it because everything is frequency, right? Mm. And your mind is a generator and a receiver, a frequency. Mm-mm. Both, right?
2: Mm-mm-mm. Yep.
0: And when you are generating it, you are, you are generating it outward from you. And it's calling forth everything that is like it. Everything that's on that wavelength and frequency, it can't help but be connected and tuned in. Because it's, it's all moving at the same rate, and so it becomes entrained, right, to dance at the same frequency. It's
1: Imagination.
0: <laughs> yes. Yep. Image,
1: image in action. Vision.
0: That's it. That's it.
1: Being brought to quote unquote life. That's it. That's so wow. That's this is a deep dive.
0: <laughs> and not only. <laughs> but for me. Yeah. Not only are you, it, with your imagination, are you creating from unconditioned consciousness, formless awareness, you get to nail it on something that you want to focus it on, right? And then pretty soon you become it. And then when you decide this is not what you want, you get to consume that and have a do-over. Mm. You get to choose again. And that's why forgiveness is so important. Forgiven. If you look at the, the early English, you know, etymology of forgiven. It means starting from scratch. It's, it's undone. You know, it's, it's all undone. None of that happened before. It doesn't matter. It's been, it's been consumed in the flame. We get to start over. So when we forgive, it's supposed to be complete, whether we're forgiving ourselves or someone else, because it's a shift in consciousness. We have Mm. to really change our minds about it. Mm. Yeah. And it's right here in the Hebrew. It's just it's mind blowing. Step by step. (laughs) You can hold things. The only way that things are held in consciousness and in our worlds is because we're giving it our attention. Mm. That's the only way it's held there.
1: And why it exists.
0: That's it. And so there's your power right there. You're definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, a son of God because you do what what God does. You create in, in your world. Nobody else is creating in your world but you. Powerful. It is so mind-blowing. And, and like I said, I will have this link um, there on the Patreon page so that everyone can go and investigate this for yourselves. I've just given you a tip of the iceberg. You have to really read through this over and over and really meditate on it. Um, but but one one way that I can now in our meditation um, is give a taste of this, you know, by by really employing the pruny shears technique. And pretty much what you're going to be doing in the meditation is you're going to be going to something that you just haven't been able to let go of, something negative. Maybe it's some guilt that you're holding. Maybe it's some some resentment that you have towards someone else. Something that you wish had happened differently. Right? We all have that. We all have those things that we just wish we could take back. You know, we, we could have a do-over. And, and this is where you get to in, in using your own imaginative faculties through the visualization process of the pruning shears. You get to it out Mm. and reinsert what you prefer and by by re-experiencing it again through the imagination seeing it repeatedly until it feels comfortable in the new way the the way in which you preferred things to have gone it removes the sting Mm. It changes your vibration frequency around it and over time it dissolves it now that doesn't mean that other people can't hold on to it if they want to you know what I mean other people might be holding on to it but you really can't do anything about their experience in their world this is about shifting your field hmm which is what's most important for you, right? Yeah. And so I think what we'll do is we'll go on through, we did the quotes. Um, let's go ahead and, and do the uh, affirmative treatment, which will get us set up and prepared for the meditation. And, and then we'll go ahead and move into that. And so, the affirmative treatment, um, of course, you repeat after me, line for line, and really feel it as you say it to yourself. I am a child of God. I am divine. I know that my divine sonship Gives me the power to live and to demonstrate everything good in a divine way. I am the walking, talking, living presence of God. I am the son of God. I am not a son of a gun. Thank you Father for this gift of divine sonship. And with that last line, We're feeling grateful for our consciousness that creative ability that is the father within our own minds for this gift of our divine imagination that sonship that ability to do God's work that imagination allows us to creatively utilize that creative power to create in our own lives and also to support others to create good things in their lives all through the use of the power of our minds and so I just invite you right here and right now to get comfortable and to just settle wherever you are. Just settle quietly in a safe place. And if you're not in a safe place right now, it's okay. Maybe you can listen to this later. And you can keep your eyes open. But you can still use your imagination, whether they're open or closed. To begin to use this redemptive faculty that's right there within you. It's always with you in every moment. It allows you to begin again. No matter what you've created in the past, no matter what's happened, you get to begin again and redeem yourself and your own consciousness. begin to create a very special space. Perhaps in this space, there's everything that is conducive to your liking. The temperature is ideal. The lighting is just right. There's comfortable furnishings around. A space where things are pleasing to you. And from this place, you can comfortably focus your mind on anything that you desire. But for this exercise today, I just invite you to visualize a timeline of your life from your past to your present, and off into the future. And whether you see that linearly or you see it stretching out in front of you or behind you and you're in the middle in the present, however you perceive that, it's perfect for you. And as you take a few deep breaths, just to relax that body and mind, I invite you to rise up, rise up above that line and begin to survey the past. Begin to see where along that path, that line of your life, one instance that you would love to be able to do again simply because you don't like the way it turned out. Whether it was something you did or something you said. Maybe a way you responded to another person. Just something that, from your current perspective and awareness, you certainly would have done it differently. And just take a moment, as you continue to breathe, Allowing your shoulders to just relax. Allowing your back to be straight but not rigid. And just take your time to comfortably locate that moment in time that you'd like to change. And there may be more than one, but for now, just choose one. The one that, that has the most sting. The one that has the most energy around it. And I want you to just notice that if there's any real negative energy around it just move back away from it a bit to just soften that energy some and whether it's five years ago or ten minutes ago or (laughs) 300 years ago. Begin to notice the feelings associated with that instance that you'd like to revise now. And just notice. And now I want you to create an image of how you would have preferred things to have happened. In that little scene, imagine how things would have been better. And this is not about what someone else should have done. This is about you. Begin to see that in your mind, hear what was going on, words, the atmosphere. Begin to feel how things felt to you. See it happening exactly as you would prefer it. As if looking out through your own eyes at that time. Make any adjustments that you need to the image, to the sound, to the feelings. Until it's just the way you want it to be. Allow it to be a moving picture. See it in living color. Perhaps make it bigger or bolder, brighter, clearer. And when you've got it exactly the way you want it to be, play the scene over, smoothly, exactly as you wanted it. With all the sounds, the smells, tastes, the feelings. Allow them to be very satisfying for you. You've removed all of the unwanted outcomes and you've replaced it and made it exactly the way you want it to be now. And just continue to see it until it feels natural to you. Exactly as you want it to be. That's right. See it over and over, seven or more times. Energize that image. Feel it deeply in your body. Allow a sense of satisfaction to fill you. it brighter. Make that satisfying experience bolder. And just let that experience snap into place now. you'll notice that between then and now, how everything has just re-evaluated itself to support your revision, to support your personal salvation, and just see it one more time. And feel good about what you've done for yourself. And take a deep breath in. And exhale out. And go on and come back to the present moment, opening your eyes. And I just invite you to notice how things change for you. You've just redeemed yourself from one instance in your life. You've forgiven the situation and revised it. You've used your own Christ consciousness to begin again. And in the future, you can do this for any situation. This is not condoning. This is forgiveness. And choosing to create better. So I'd love to hear from you and see what experiences you've had. And it might take some time for it to really register and to shift the frequencies. But it's a very powerful tool that you'll definitely want to use throughout the rest of your life. And so if we move into the review questions, Explain the difference between the traditional concept of Jesus's relationship with God and the way Reverend Ike explains it in this session. And what does Jesus's relationship with God have to do with all of mankind? Yeah, that very, that physical, very grounded perspective of Jesus, the Christ, who you can never live up to, you can never be like, because he was the only child of God, (laughs) that traditional perspective, I see it as very destructive and it can be damaging, it's not very productive. I think that Reverend Ike's way of explaining it has opened it up. It's opened up the possibilities for, for all of us to recognize and to remember who we really are. And I think that when people can recognize the possibilities that are available to them, the goodness that's right there within them, that they will live better lives, will be kinder and more loving and more patient with one another. As my grandmother would always say, if if people knew better, they would do better. (laughs) You know, I mean, that that just speaks to it because a lot of the the so-called badness and the the wickedness that people do, it, it generally comes from a place of fear and a place of of feeling alone and desperate. But when someone can connect with with this perspective of who they really are and and whose child they are, um, it, it, it empowers and it can give people hope. Yeah. And number two, define divine sonship and son of a gun. (laughs) Well, again, the repetition of it, right? What is a son? A daughter, an offspring. an offspring is going to definitely demonstrate many of your characteristics you know we do create albeit in a smaller way in our own individual lives we create just like our father with our Father's consciousness, the creative source of our minds. And that son of a gun, well, I think that explains itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this next one is interesting. What is the highest meaning of confessing Christ? What is confessing? Telling the truth, (laughs) right? speaking the absolute truth. And the truth is is that you can always choose again. Yeah, maybe you created something in your life out of ignorance. Something that you regret that you wish you hadn't. But you have that redemptive power. I think Reverend Ike spoke about the the parable about the prodigal son and how his father was waiting with his arms open, knowing that he was going to return, knowing that he could do better because it was within him to do better. Of course he was going to. He was going to learn from, from the pain of taking the low road. <laughs> Then of course he was going to come back to his higher consciousness. And he was going to be redeemed. And then that next one, how can you, uh-oh, what I do? Pardon me. How can you best demonstrate divine sonship? by being a chip off the old block, by creating divinely. Creating from that higher place. Right? I mean, because we are creators, we create from wherever we are. Like you stated, Daniel, you know, that. That's, that's where you're creating from. And so that is that is what the results are going to come from. From that energy of your creation.
1: I wanted to just say very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's Neville Goddard who wrote this. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, just a sec. Sure. Uh,
1: complete reader so he has all it's sort of like a compendium of many of neville goddard's works and he talked about having the the consciousness or having the sensibility of a child and this goes back to what you said about being unconditioned or in a sense untainted
2: Ah.
1: right unspoiled And if we can speak candidly, um, and, you know, this isn't an indictment or anything, but this shared consciousness that exists in this realm of ours, this material realm, Mm -hmm. uh, has the tendency to do that, to spoil Mm -hmm. and to taint Mm -hmm. from from our very, from the very beginning of of our uh, of our being in this realm. So I think this idea that, you know, how can you best demonstrate divine sonship, right? Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) you know, sonship or offspring or um, creation of a creator, Mm -hmm. right? We want to have the same sensibility or live up to the sensibility of what we've been endowed with, right? So I think that's the best way to demonstrate it.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and, and what you said brought, brought something up to me as well. Um, you know, how we are transmitters and receivers at the same time. That, that part of our um, creative faculty also receives, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the misguided and tainted um, frequencies from, from others, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and some of it, you know, I believe is unintentional. And I think some of it is, is diabolical, of course, especially um, coming from fear definitely mm-hmm. coming from fear from a fear place and and certainly that is not that's not of god
1: A desire to control mm-hmm. is a desire born out of fear
0: right yeah yeah and and what is that that comes from a belief in separation from god mm-hmm. you know, which is an absolute lie because we're never separated But we've been we've been given this autonomy to step out there as the prodigal sons and daughters to kind of find and explore our, our own way and misuse this this wonderful gift yeah and to to experience the uh <laughs> the scrapes and the wounds <laughs> Of misusing it so that we can learn you know that that that's not the way to go that's not the preferred way but but to not be eternally condemned right because we've made a misstep that's not serving anyone I think that's very dangerous I've seen some, uh, some groups who, well, excommunicate or disfellowship members who they feel have stepped out of the rules. And they completely ostracize people. And for me, my mind has always been if you're, if you're, you're loving someone, If you feel that they've made a misstep and you see that they're damaging themselves, you know, out there making missteps, they need your compassion more than anything in order to right themselves or to see themselves, you know, as sons of God once again. Yeah. You know, and then that comes from a place of fear as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Explain the Bible verse, I and my Father are one. John ten thirty. 30. Yeah, they believe this is a quote that is something that Jesus said, that I and my Father are one. Speaks to that connected relationship. You know that the son is definitely, you know, a manifestation of the father. And so the son is going to be like the father. Although he's he's an individuated, you know, out offspring of the original has his own autonomy and his own characteristics. However, there is that oneness that's there. The son came from the Source of the Father. And so it's always connected. And that brings to mind the whole idea of the quantum entanglement, right? That if everything was created from one thing in the beginning, That everything is always connected. Yeah. And then, number five how does what you believe about yourself seal your destiny? Discuss it in terms of success or failure well we know this one (laughs) this is uh something that we you know that is bandied about a great deal now you know in the law of attraction and and also in in all teachings or empowerment uh beliefs and teachings about success you know that if you believe you can't you're right And it is your self-belief that dictates what you're going to do and experience in the world. And on the subconscious level, you, you know, if you, like Daniel, you mentioned money, you know, earlier. If you, if you fear money, if you think money is, is the worst thing ever then it's very unlikely that your subconscious mind is going to allow you to have much of it. Because you don't want to be like one of those people, one of those people that you judge or whatever. Yeah, this. uh, I just love this work that we're doing. Because life is so complex, but but these teachings, you know, of Reverend Ike, of Neville Goddard, um, and his teacher Abdullah, you know, they certainly help us to, uh, and, and even the scriptures, you know, they help to give us a frame of reference to work with, to navigate, you know, ourselves and the lives that we're creating. The most thing I, I love about it uh, is that it, it gives us the awareness that we are responsible, that we're not victims, and all of this empowers us to recognize that, wow, this is all about your consciousness, Awesome. Well, Daniel, before we close out this very thought-provoking uh, week, <laughs> is there anything you wanted to share or or add? Anything come up for you?
1: Um, I really just wanted to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Certainly. Really, I'd like only because answer it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really, just because I I. I'm interested in your thoughts and your opinions. I'm not necessarily looking for, quote, capital T, truth. <laughs> so, you know, we talked about how there is the knowingness, right? At, at, the, at the very outset or at the very beginning, there is the knowingness that I exist, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Not
1: in an ego sense, but just in an awareness sense. Oh, right?
0: you're talking about that unconditioned awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: My question is this: Do we have a conscious part to play in our own existence, Um, or do we, are we, the offspring of the highest creation, the highest creative source? What do you (laughs) think?
0: think both. Hmm. I mean, of course there's 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 the beginning, right? I believe because we are creation. But because we are the offspring of the creation and we we've, we've been given consciousness, we're sentient beings that we are autonomous and that we in our own worlds with our consciousness from there. I hope that, I hope that answered it. That's, that's my perspective. That's how I see it. I see, um, you know, we're speaking of the, the parent and child relationship here with the son of God idea and talking about Jesus being the only begotten son and Reverend Ike bringing it home that what was, what was really being conveyed was the fact that we are all, you know, in this collective sonship with God and uh, and that we do have this power to redeem ourselves of our own creations as we move along this path um, and that we're learning through our ability to create. You know, the fact that, that we create things and then we decide that, we don't like what we created that we can change it that is exercising our our abilities here as creators so yes we are creation but we are also creators and and some would say we're co-creators in this whole process does that answer answer give you give you my perspective on what i believe I think so.
1: And okay. and I and I like the paradox. I guess like one fine final follow-up question. What's the end game, do you think?
0: <laughs> you know the end game. Hmm.
1: What's the purpose?
0: I feel like all of this learning to use our consciousness wisely mm. like
1: fine-tuning
0: i think that it's preparing us to for bigger and better things i i think it's just beyond what we can fathom but i i feel that it's preparation mm. Yeah. i love I, that <laughs> yeah i don't think that there's a I don't think there's an ending.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I shouldn't have said that. I, I don't agree that there's an ending either. I think right, that... Right. I do believe that um, beingness uh, is perpetual, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now, how you be...
2: Can, <laughs> yeah! Can,
1: can, how you be is, is how you be, right? Um, and so I, I definitely, definitely agree with that. I think, um, I guess it's just always a, a curiosity to try to be satisfied with, with whatever, um, quote unquote explanation you have. Right. And I think that's maybe I'm off base with this. This isn't the last thing I say, cause it's, I know we're eating up a lot of time, but, um, I think that that's not really supposed to matter, but because we're conditioned, right because we've been conditioned and because we've been entrained to believe certain things, right? We make it matter. We make it matter. We make ourselves believe that it matters, that we must know everything.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think we ever will. Mm -hmm. And, and, and for me, I'm good with that because I am, um, I don't know. I I'm just so curious. I I hope that there's never um, a knowing of everything, <laughs> because I'm I'm just hungry for more and more and more. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. that's what that's what keeps me waking up every morning, is to is to learn and discover more. You know, mm. hmm. Yeah.
1: I love it. Thank I love
0: it too. you. I do. Thank you. And, and I just thank everyone who's joined us if you're you know with us right now or you uh, you connect with us later um, I'd love to hear your thoughts as well so um, in the in the comments and the YouTube videos um, there on patreon you've got my uh, way to contact me I want to hear from you I want to see what you're thinking in all of these things and, and how what we're doing here together is uh, supporting your path. Uh, so, so yes, let's connect. Let's, let's uh, be quantumly entangled. <laughs> so until next time, peace and blessings. And remember, you know, that when you free your mind, you learn to use your capabilities to the best of your ability. Doing it with gratitude and with curiosity is going to take you a long, long way. Have fun. Peace and blessings. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. Peace and blessings.
0: And I just wanted to thank everybody for joining us here. This was so fun to dwell into these questions, to look into the Hebrew, and to look at some of the teachers, the, uh, the deeper thoughts that we can go into about why we're here looking at um, the magic of language and uh, just kind of moving connotations of modern thought out of the way and looking at uh, the beginning oftentimes with with things when we're moving on a path it's really good to go back to the beginning go back to the root of a thing and then you're able to to move beyond a lot of the interference patterns of, uh, of modern thought that can kind of get in the way. Um, that's why I like looking at Hebrew. Hebrew is where it all started. And so when we look at that, we can look at what the, the first cause, the first intention was in, uh, in much of the scriptures and the writings. And so I just invite you to do that as well. And, and again, those links are always going to be there Uh, so that you can do your own research and uncover what you find from your experience. So again, thank you. Bye for now.